Hi, welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, which is the audio recording of an interview. The video version is available on Facebook, YouTube, and most of the time on Instagram. My Facebook group is called Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, and all the links to everything else are on there. Um, If you want any feedback or if you want to suggest any authors you'd like to see, I'd really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy. Good evening. Today I'm talking to Matt Rayner. Hiya, Matt. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, hi Donna. My name, yeah, my name is Matt Rayner. Uh, I currently use the pen name M.R. Rayner. I live in Staffordshire, married, two kids, uh, very new to writing. I've recently brought out one book this year and I've worked in the medical industry for the past 13 years. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, sure. Um, Echoes at Home, got a copy of it like this. Um, it's basically what it says on the tin. It, it's titled Echoes from Home, a ghost story. And it's about a, a young man from Stoke-on-Trent. Um, his life isn't really heading anywhere. He's very much down on his luck. And um, he's had a very poor, uh, unprivileged upbringing. Um, and after the, the recent death of a relative, he gets a, a very generous opportunity to start afresh and move to a village called Alton, which is located in the Sutherland estate of the Scottish Highlands. And um, and when he gets there, he, he completely he's blown away by like the, the magnificent scenery, but also how remote a place such as that really is. And and as the book goes on, it kind of it, it kind of unfolds that there's something not quite right with Alton, and um, the. The locals, they're, they're very shut out, they're quiet, they don't talk, but also him himself, he, um, he starts to see and experience things which he knows should not occur. And, and rather than just running back and um, going back to his hometown, he decides to stay and he unearths this dark, horrific past which the community have kept hidden for so long. Well, <laughs> um, and did you always want to write? Um, I, I, I always liked the idea of writing. Um, I was, I was never very much of a reader when I, when I was younger. I I was kind of, uh, I skipped all like the Christopher Pike books and I I never really, to be truthful, I never really read. Um, I was very much one of those kids that would rather play on Super Mario on the Nintendo and on the NES rather rather than actually pick up a book and read it. So I missed a lot of that stuff. And it wasn't until I started high school really where you were kind of like forced to start reading uh, more regularly. And that's when um, I kind of started picking up more adult horror um, along the lines of stuff like Stephen King, you know, like The Misery, Shining, Pet Cemetery, all, all those classics. And, um, and I remember uh, around about 2004, I went to see a, a film of Stephen King called Secret Window at the cinema. I don't know whether you've ever seen that. It stars Johnny Depp, and uh, basically it's about a writer who's accused of plagiarism. 
And uh, that, that film always kind of stuck with me. And, and since then, I always kind of thought, quite a good occupation to it. But it's quite good to be a writer. Um, and so I, I started writing bits and pieces during high school. It was also like poetry related things. Um, but it, that, that's where the, the habit kind of kind of took off, I suppose. But then obviously you leave school and then you go and you progress to do other things. You go to college, you go to uni. Um, and, and that kind of, that idea of writing kind of just dwindled away in a sense until I'm um, 2016. And, and that's when I started, I started writing again purely as a hobby in a sense. And uh, as, as time went on from 2016, to 2020, so four years, it's an awful long time. I wrote Echoes of Home. It's not a long book at all, it's quite a short horror novel. And um, it, I, I think it's it's pretty much just hitting over 250 pages. But because I didn't realize that it was ever going to publish, in a sense, it was never sort it was never a project which I took seriously. It was very much wrote a chapter one month. Six months later, wrote another two chapters, and it just kind of progressed from there, to be honest. And um, what made you finally take the plunge and try and get it published? Uh, well, to be honest, like I say, it took me so long. It took me so long to write it because of not taking it seriously. Um, I think I think what it was is that when it came to the point when it was finished. I kind of I kind of sat on it for quite a while and it kind of got to that point where it was like, well, it's taken you so long to write it. Why don't you why don't you do something with it? Why don't you at least try and get it out there? And that's when I um, I started talking to Jim Odie more. Um, I, I started talking to him originally, probably it would have been a couple of years prior, he was selling uh, some signed copies of his books on on, on Facebook, and literally I I just I took the plunge, grabbed one of his books, and his writing was fantastic. And I I just took it I just took a bit of a stab at it really, and, and kind of reached out and asked for a little bit of advice. And Jim asked for some chapters, and I I sent him a, a couple of chapters, um, which uh, would have been probably the first three or four. He came back with me some pointers, which were really helpful. And then I literally went through the entire draft of the book again um, to try and um, to try and improve it, I suppose, in a sense. And then once it was done, I, I, I got in touch with Jim again, and uh, he read through the entire book again, gave me some more pointers, and then kind of pointed me in the direction of uh, UMP, which is your uh, question mark there. Yep, I do indeed. Um, and we are now technically kind of colleagues, I guess. So do you want to tell everyone a bit more about QMP as you're kind of the the second hand to Jim? <laughs> yeah. Well, QMP was kind of, um, it was a way for, it was an imprint for Jim to release his, his books, in a sense, the books that he wanted to write. And um, it's very much turned into very much a, I would say a very close team now. We've got like eight or nine authors under the belt, plus, plus obviously we've got staff and support as well, such as yourself and, uh, um, and Zoe, who's, who's recently come on 
over the past few months. And and basically, how I look at it is, it's 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 not only just been uh, an imprint anymore. It's it's very much it's very much a close team. Uh, we don't just publish books together. It, we ask each other for advice, uh, pointers, and as as you know, we're we're, we're constantly looking for that new talent as well. Yeah, it's a really, really lovely place to be, actually. Um, and I'm really, I'm really grateful I reached out to Jim. I wasn't expecting um, anything. So, yeah, I'm really glad. And so, Zoe, actually, we both love it. We love every minute of it. So, yeah, so, so do I. So do I. I'm looking, looking forward to releasing more with QMP. Um, so, what drew you to write in a ghost story? <clears throat> I am, I've always liked. Yeah, I've always liked um, the idea of, of ghost stories. I mean, I'm, I'm very much into the, the kind of James Herbert kind of tales, some of the stuff he's brought out in the past. So like Haunted or Ghost of Sleep, Ash, those kind of things. I know a lot of people tend to go for more of the classics like The Fog. What I really like is, is supernatural, paranormal stuff. Um, also, as well, I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of like isolation horror, I suppose, in a sense. People like Michelle Paver have done it with, with novels such as Thin Air or Dark Matter, where it's literally one person in a remote destination, and it's, it's the fear that plays on your mind, which I think is, um, I, I really enjoy reading that kind of stuff. Um, but also, um, Susan Hill, big fan of Susan Hill as well, so stuff like Woman in Black, she's done a, a lot of ghost related stories and I, I just like I, I, I suppose in a sense the, the, the innocence of, of quite a lot of them I mean there's not a lot of gore in them there's quite a lot of, there's not a lot of bad, bad language either it's just kind of um, clean horror I suppose, the creak of the door being alone in the house on your own, that gets goosebumps tingling on the back of your neck. I just love that kind of atmosphere when reading. So yeah, I was I was very interested to, I, I suppose, to be drawn towards that kind of storytelling. And um, would you consider writing in other genres? Uh, I would be interested to. Whether I'd be any good at it is a completely <laughs> different question. Um, like I say, I've always kind of stuck to horror-related novels. Um, however, recently, over the past couple of years, <clears throat> I have started looking more at um, like fantasy reads, um, like Christopher Pellini. He did like the, the Aragon series, Aragon series, and um, I think it was my father-in-law that, that literally pointed me in that direction. He said, "No, you've got to try. You've got to read some of these books." And I was like, mm, "Fantasy." Wizards, dragons, you know, it's not really kind of my thing. And um, yeah, I mean, fantastic writer. And, and it's kind of opened up more authors in that genre as well, which I never would have looked at before. Um, would I would like to, I'd like to try and write fantasy. However, I think, um, I think I'm going to stick, <laughs> going to stick to uh, the horror-based stuff for the time being, stick to, to kind of what I know and what I enjoy. Um, it sounds like you have a pretty full-on job and you have a family. How do you fit in writing around everything else? 
struggle. I, I do struggle, but I suppose I suppose a lot of family people do. Um, my writing time, because obviously I, I tend to, I one day I do, I do like nine hours a day, and then I come home, and then obviously deal with the kids, you know, bath and bed, tea, that that, that kind of stuff, um, and then obviously it's it's getting that quality time in there for them as well, which is really difficult. So my writing time is usually in between um, eleven at night till two o'clock in the morning. That's 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 my writing time, and then obviously I get up and take the kids to school because it works it's around that well. But it, it to be fair, it works it works for me. I am I've tried to do it during the day at weekends when the kids are about. Doesn't happen. Um, I can sit down, be really enthusiastic about it, and and probably sit there for an hour and a half and write a paragraph with the kids around. So. Being up till two in the morning does not bother me as long as it gets it done. It's just unfortunate for the other guys. So people, obviously, people like Jim, that they who probably don't stay up that late, they will probably get up in the morning and see a, a bunch of messages off me at like <laughs> half past one. So, yeah, sorry, Jim. Um, what's uh, did your wife read your uh, well? Did your wife read your first book, and do you pass them to her to read? Uh, she has read it. She has read it, um, and she criticised it well. However, she is not a fan of horror at all. So I kind of saw what she, I kind of saw it coming. What she was going to say. But that, that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, it's not for everybody, is it? But um, she's really supportive in terms of like the process. She, she knows obviously the deadlines that I'm trying to stick to to get more material out. And she will proofread stuff as well. And I will sprout out ideas to her. Um, but yeah, it's in, in terms of that, it's quite difficult when, when obviously she doesn't enjoy that kind of genre. <laughs> but yeah. And would you like your kids to read your books when they're old enough? Yeah, I'd um, yeah, I'd really like that. I mean, obviously, the first book is always a special one as well because it's it's kind of an achievement in itself. It's something which I never thought would have got published, and also it's something I never thought that I would finish either. I mean, during the course of those couple of years when I was writing it, there was a time when I just kind of thought. Nah, leave it now. Put a pen in it, and or, or just delete it, and just and just get on with something worth doing. But I'm glad I've stuck it out. And um, in in terms of the kids having it, I made sure that there's there's a couple of copies made spare, just so they've got something. I suppose for when they're older, it's kind of sentimental in that sense. And even if they don't like it, that's fine. But they better keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your will or something, make sure they have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. They have to read it first before they get any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your biggest dream as a writer? Um, at the moment, to be honest, John, it's all quite surreal. Um, I, my goal at the moment is, is to get more work out there, to keep 
to keep pushing books like that. I think for any author, I mean, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong given the amount of interviews that you've done, but I've always found for any author, the main goal is to be able to do it for a living and to be quite comfortable off doing it for a living as well. Um, so I'm no different than any other in that respect. Um, I enjoy the work that I do at work, um, but yeah, I would also I would also love to do this full time if I could. Um, have you and Jim got any plans to co-write a book together? Um, no, you know we haven't. I mean, I think to be honest, I think it would be more of a perk for me if he <laughs> was to turn around and say, "Yeah, let, let's do it." But um, but no, it's not it's not something that's been mentioned. We kind of spoke about like a collaboration of short stories within uh, QMP Publisher. However, uh, it's it's not on the table yet. It was just kind of throwing out ideas. But no, current, currently nothing as of yet. And plus, Jim seems to be that busy doing like 20 other projects all at the same time <laughs> as well. I don't ask him to do another. <laughs> now nah, keep him on his toes is fine. <laughs> yeah, there's like sometimes I say that to people, but you two I could actually see getting on well enough to be able to do it and not want to kill each other at the end. I think you'd make a great team actually. And I, I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, obviously we've spoken now over the past couple of years, and um, I do I do really respect it. I mean, some of his work is absolutely fantastic, really. Um, but I do also get on with him very much uh, friends based as well now, which is really nice. But again, because like I mentioned earlier, the QM, QMP team, it's, it's kind of like a department of authors and staff that are all coming that close. I kind of feel the same about everybody as well, to be honest, which is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jim's nuts. He makes me absolutely crack up uh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he told me he was shy the first time I spoke to him. And the more I speak to him, the less I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Um, if you were able to give yourself any advice um, when you were younger about writing, what would you tell yourself? Uh, take it more seriously, to be honest, because although I, me I mentioned I did it during school, I, I never would have thought about completing a book and getting it out there for people to read. So when I first started doing it in, in 2016, I really wished that I, I just persisted with it more rather than just doing it in dribs and drabs. Because realistically, it could have been written finished a couple of years back. However, would it be in the same position that it is now? Would I have got the same good advice as what I have done over the past couple of years? Uh, I, I probably doubt it. Um, but yeah, it, it would definitely have to be just persist with it. Um, and apart from Jim and the QMP team, have you made um, any other author friends? Uh, not, not really. Uh, a bit of a loner, I suppose. I don't tend to reach out to people either. Don't get me wrong, I support other authors' books. I do that. And I've got friends that are authors on social media, etc. Um, but do I reach out and talk to them the same way that I do that I the people under the QMP label now? 
I don't. But um, it's not being ignorant. I just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. But that's all. It's really that pure and simple. And do you get much feedback from readers? To be honest, for a, a debut novel, I'm, I'm really pleased about it because, I mean, the, the feedback that I've had through stuff like social media, but even just like reviews on Amazon, which have been really positive, it's, it's been really nice to see. Um, I've had people ask me about doing like sequels to the book, maybe, which, to be honest, I'm not, I haven't closed it off. I'd be interested to do it, but it would have to be equally as, as, as good in my mind as the first, otherwise what's, what's the point doing it? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take all criticism um, positively anyway, um, obviously as long as I'm, I'm given a good reason for it. Um, but, but yeah, um, Amazon has probably been, because obviously that's the main outlet for my book, um, for Echo the Bone at the moment anyway. Um, it's been really nice to see those reviews come in, it's been really rewarding it, because obviously for a new writer as well, that's you're, you're probably more nervous about getting those reviews back than the book actually being released. So, yeah. Yeah, I must read it. It is on my TBR, honest. <laughs> oh, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, well, obviously, I'll let you know. <laughs> It'd be awkward if we've got to work together. No, I'm joking, I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were able to spend a day with any author alive or dead, who would you spend a day with? Um, probably somebody classical, I suppose. I really, I, I mean, I kind of grew up on the, the Charles Dickens novels, stuff like that. Um, God knows what he'd be like. <laughs> As a person to meet now, but um, but yeah, I've always any kind of quite classical, but Oscar Wilde, stuff like Picture of Dorian Gray, I think fantastic. I really enjoy those books, so I'd have um, I'm sure I'd have uh, plenty of questions to throw at them. <laughs> um, and what about contemporary authors? Who would you like to spend a day with now? Would it be Jim? You know what I. Yeah, it probably would, only because we, we've spoken so much through obviously meetings such as this and, and obviously back and forth groups on Messenger, which obviously you're involved in as well. I think it would be really nice to, do, to actually just do like a, a meetup and just get some ideas down on paper, just share ideas as well. Um, but also I, I'd really like that with everybody else within the QMP team, it'd be really nice to have some, uh, we've, obviously we've got some people that would not be able to do that at all, um, because obviously they live out of the UK, but yeah, I think that'd be a really nice idea. Yeah, it would, although well, I think if you and Jim met up together, then there would be no discussion of books, <laughs> I think there would be a lot of alcohol <laughs> and lots of laughter. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> No, definitely. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Uh, celebrity crush? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. 
Um, and although you're a busy man, is there anything you actually uh, do that when you're not writing and not with your kids or working? I, I, I'm, I'm big into walking, cycling. Um, I also really enjoy uh, stuff like kayaking as well. So I used to do a lot of like wild tramping uh, trips uh, up Scotland. It was kind of a kind of the influence for um, Echoes at Home, really. Um, but obviously, because of COVID, no one's done anything like that in a while. Um, so everything's kind of been on hold, really, for me. My hobbies have kind of like stopped. I, I'm very big on, on genealogy. I've spent like this probably the best of 15 years doing family tree stuff. But again, you can, you can do it on the internet, but it only takes you so far. You have to go to places and um, to, to research more. And again, COVID has affected a lot of that in, in terms of stuff like libraries and uh, places that are hold archive records. So yeah, it's great. But to be fair, it's been the perfect opportunity to say, right, come on, get your arse in gear, write something. So, yeah. Have you found anything interesting in your family tree so far? I mean, I'm really interested to any of that, anything regarding that, to be fair. So I will, I won't just look up names, obviously, but I'll look up, I'll try and look up as much on one person as I can. Um, so obviously, but I'll go from, from birth to baptism place, different occupations. I'll try and find out as much as I can, and I'll go and visit those areas as well. So, I mean, there's been stuff that have interested me. So I've had like past members of the family which have been like firefighters and nurses, which I found really interesting, obviously, because of the profession that I'm in as well. Um, but, um, but also as well, if, if I go back even further, my, my ancestors were up at Scotland and, and, and came over from Ireland, which, which was amazing to me, really. I really enjoyed researching that, although Ireland records are very iffy, especially when you're coming up around like the 19th century, a lot of stuff is now gone. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, there's something my nan does actually, um, and she's going to pass to me, which is awesome. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing well, all the stuff. Have the work already done for you, are you? Don't have to do any of it. Yep, absolutely. Fair Too play. right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's no, been all round. She's got all the certificates and all sorts. Yeah, she she done loads. So yeah, yeah, just inherit it. Sounds fine to me. <laughs> yeah, that poster put it up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, better not case you. <laughs> um, if you were able to go back to any time in history, where would you like to go back to? Uh, 19th century again um, and I think it, I think it is purely because of that interest in in reading classical novels um, you kind of get a picture in your head of how things were but I, I'd really be interested to go to say Victorian London so something like something like that. Although I, I, I can imagine it'd be nothing like how I'm picturing it, and I'd and I'd want to come home as 
quickly as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that kind of era. I'd really, I'd really be interested in this year. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you want with you? Uh, off the top of my head, food, water, <laughs> and a boat. <laughs> Well, technically, you're on an island, so you're surrounded by water, and you'd probably have food in the trees and animals and stuff. Yeah, well, I can't drink that water. You can purify it, maybe, that's, somehow. That's a lot of acid on it, and I could just wait for it. <laughs> but you're wasting a whole thing. You could have something cool. A DeLorean. <laughs> So I could go back in time so I didn't have to be uh, stuck on a desert island. <laughs> you don't um, have much faith in your uh, hunting skills and stuff then? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would deny that. <laughs> not, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would your um, wife and those closest to you say your worst habits are? Uh, snoring, definitely one of them, and um, I do this thing, if I've got a tickle in my ear, I'll go like that. <laughs> it can be quite irritating when you, I suppose, when you're trying to watch a film. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> uh, do you and your wife have pet names for each other? Um, yeah, they're not. They're not very nice though. <laughs> she, she she calls me pig. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, I I call her dear, but yeah. Yeah, I've learned actually that generally married couples are really not that nice to each other. It's quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming yeah. they love each other really, but yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, she can be nice. She she can say sweet pig sometimes. But that, that, <laughs> is that better? Nice. Yeah, that, that, that's as nice as it gets, darling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, if you were to invite four famous people to a dinner party, who would you invite? Four. Um, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason. I kind of met him once um I used to work in a petrol station and he came in um but he looked so grumpy that all of us were like yeah we're not going to talk to him um, honestly yeah but I have sort of met him but yeah, didn't speak to him, I don't think. Yeah. Send him to my dinner party. <laughs> I'm not sure many people are going to come out of that alive, even <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I don't plan on staying there. <laughs> You're just going to leave him to it? Yeah. Well, what yeah. sort of dinner party is that? <laughs> wow. Very true. Um, do you have any party tricks or any unusual gifts? 
no, not really. I'm very boring. Not I'm really not, means. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a. Um, I'm. I'm okay with socialising if it's a, a couple of people, but if if it's a party, I'm very much one of those people that I'm kind of just standing in the corner with a beer, and then that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. So no getting drunk and dancing on the tables and singing and stuff. No, those days are what those days are gone. I don't. Uh, I don't tend to get hammered anymore. <laughs> to, to be honest, with you. not the, the the kids kind of put a stop to that. And uh, pretty much everywhere we go, the kids go. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of the designated driver forever. So <laughs> that's that's just the way it is. I get the impression that there's some funny stories hiding in your past then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's young once, aren't they? And everyone gets, uh, everybody goes to those high school parties and gets absolutely uh, hammered that they can't even remember what they got up to. But yeah, all, all those days are a long behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what are you working on at the moment? Um, I'm currently writing another horror. Um, obviously, as, as mentioned before, I want to kind of stick to, to that kind of writing. Um, with, with Echoes from Home, it's kind of, um, I, I, I tried to go with very much a, a classical vibe horror um, with with kind of a truthful background, which is, is quite a, a sad, depressing, emotional background. Um, whereas with this new one, I, I very much wanted to do more of a, a fun, a fun adventure horror, I suppose. Um, it's, it's probably the best way to to put it. It's it's kind of from what I've got. It, it's uh, um, it's about a, a group of young young lads that have just finished school for the summer. And uh, have decided to organise a trip to our, a, a rugged wilderness estate. And, and when they get there, they, they come to terms with the fact that a, an ancient folklore is behind the disappearance of multiple children. I won't say any more because obviously that, that's the first I've spoken to anybody about it, really. Um, so I'd be giving away far too much. <laughs> and then, do you have any idea of what you're going to do after that? Yeah, I mean, the original plan was to get this next one, which is pretty much finished now, to be honest. Um, I wanted to get this one out for around August, September time. Um, obviously, it'd be finished before then, but the idea was to um, to, get, to get writing on something else immediately after, um, because I had another project in mind for Christmas, if I can get it finished by then. I've managed to turn this one, c compared to the first two, I've managed to turn this one round because I've, I've, I've persisted and, and dedicated time to it. I've managed to turn it round so far in five months. So I'm kind of hoping that once it's completely finished, we're probably about 90% of the way there now, it can then go through editing stages, which, which we both know can take some time to get it right. And, that, and then while it's going through editing stages, I want to really crack on and, uh, and get this other one in the works. 
I'm happy to nag you if you want. If you want a daily reminder, then I'll, it's a service I can provide. <laughs> a daily notification from Donna. Yeah. Get writing. I'll just add you to my list. I'll I've got a few. <laughs> yeah. I've done it for John Richter when he had a week off work. I literally did message him every day and said, I hope you're writing. And actually, he did. He was. So, yeah, it works. Yeah. I have skills. <laughs> To be fair, I kind of have that. I do, I do have it already in a sense because obviously Sue, Sue Scott, who kind of goes through um, a lot of the authors' work on QMP, who has like editing notes, etc. She, she'll constantly message like because um, I talk, I do talk to her a lot as, as well as yourself and Jim, and she'll be like, "Well, I'm so far on on the um, EJ Woods book. I'll be done this week." And I'm just thinking, there's no way I'm going to get my stuff done in time to get through it. So I, I kind of, in, in a sense, not necessarily push, but I, I kind of like hint. Well, I think Jim's going to be done before me. She kind of <laughs> looks towards that book letter. She's, re she's really good. She's a really nice lady as well. Um, but yeah, even even Jim, because like, I'm pretty sure I started a project around the same time as Jim. And I kind of thought to myself, right, I'm, I'm going to crack on. I'm going to get it done. And I think something within like, it must have been like the second week. I must have hit something like, I don't know, let's, let, let's just say around 50 pages. And, and Jim's like already in like the hundreds. He's like jumping past pages like sea biscuit. I can't keep up with him. So, <laughs> It's kind of a, it's one of those things I find with the, with my writing. I'm not. I'll dedicate time to it, but I'm not. Maybe maybe, I, maybe my writing style or the or the way that I work isn't correct, but I'm not a fast writer, and I'll never admit to being. Um, I know writers that will will start a book from from start to finish and then go through it. I can't do that because um, I, I feel like I have to constantly read through and check. So I, I will say, depending on the kind of mood that I'm in, I'll do a page or a, a paragraph or a chapter and then have to read through it several times to make sure that I'm happy with it. Because I, I've gone through stages where I've thought, especially if I've had a beer or something like that, I've, I've thought, right, I'm just going to crack on with it. Done a couple of chapters and, and gone to bed thinking, the best thing I've, I've wrote so far. But then the next morning I'll come down and read it and I'll be like, this is crap. <laughs> so like I say, it's probably not, it's probably definitely, I can't imagine it's the ideal way of, of, of writing, but it's the way that works for me. Um, and with QMP, is, what's the, the big goal? Is it just to keep building it or just to keep working? With what we've got. Yeah, I, I think I think for I think for the time being, yeah, from 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 speaking with Jim anyway, because obviously I'll, I'll just kind of Jim kind of comes to me for like some like bits of advice, really, and uh, some support in a sense, and ask me what I think about like particular authors or a certain genre, and I'll just give my honest opinion. I, I think Jim's intention is. To obviously for it to grow bigger. I mean, why not? But also as well, 
you want the quality to be there. I mean, obviously, there's X amount of staff and, and so many authors. It's going to get to a point where everyone's going to be overworked. Especially, I mean, obviously, you yourself and Zoe, that is, that's you a lot of the promotional side as well. I mean, at the moment, you, what we're looking at, like, there's eight authors. Everybody's planning on, on releasing a new, new material this year. That's going to be a, a lot of work on the table for you guys as well. And also for, like, the editors and proofreaders, ARCs, everybody that we've got in the background. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I think we are, they are constantly losing. Jim is constantly losing. But at the same time, I think he also knows his limits as well. Um, so we've got, uh, I think it is, I think QMT does have nine now. Uh, I think off the top of my head, correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm pretty sure the last we spoke to Jim, he was talking about like capping it maybe until summer and seeing what other support that he could get before he, uh, he opens up again, which is understandable. Of course, yeah. Um, well, I don't think I have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about. No, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm rather happy with our lessons. So, do you want to tell everyone where they can find out more about you, where they can find your books, and also where they can find out more about QMP? Yeah, well, um, QMP... Um, they, they now have a website which you can which you can search for by Google or go onto the Facebook page and you can you can click on that link is www.questionmarkpress.co.uk um, and from there you, you can literally use all the authors under that imprint label. Um, they've got some like I said they've got some great books coming out this year and also as well it's got a, a new section so anything that I personally release myself will all filter into that one website. Um, I have an author uh, Facebook page as well, which you can just search for. It's MR Rainer Author, and uh, that'll come straight up for you. And I post any updates on there as well as the same with my Twitter, Instagram account as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember that you can view the video on my Facebook page, Donna's Interviews, Reviews and Giveaways, or you can also review the video on YouTube. Um, just search for my name, uh, Donna Morfitt. Her uh, surname's M-O-R-F-E-T-T, and you should be able to find it quite easily. Um, if you want any people to be interviewed, then please let me know, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you.